How are you all doing this morning? So I get on to the finish what I started last week, huh? It's well one. Oh, thank you so much. You know what kind of happened last week? I've been reading on this little doodacky here, and um, I couldn't see the time. This is kind of what was going on inside my head, you know. I couldn't see the time. I, thought, I, think, it's, I think we're getting late. And I, I couldn't really see the clock very well, so I turned off the iPad to turn, find the time. And then I couldn't find the code. couldn't work out the code to get it back in. So, <laughs> so while you're thinking out there, I'm thinking, what is the code to try and work out this? <laughs> but anyway, so that's what was going on inside my head a little bit towards the end there. Hey, it's great to have you all here this morning. And if you've got your Bibles with you, chapter, uh, Mark chapter 2. And again he entered Capernaum, this is Jesus, after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, straight away, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached a word to them in verse 3, and they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near because of, to him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, when they had broken through, you are going to break through. You are going to break through. <laughs> they let down the bed when he, where the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, say, saw their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Sons, your sins are forgiven you. And it goes on to say that. Um, and then um, verse 10, uh, But that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up his, the bed and went out in the presence of them all so that they all were amazed and glorified God saying, we have never ever seen anything like this before. And uh, last week we talked about the, we just started to talk about transformational change. And for this particular guy, a, tra- a significant transformation had taken place. He went from a place of uh, begging, he went from a place of living on the ground uh, to a place where he had full strength in his body again, where he could actually live and walk out his life again. Amazing transformation. So for some people, they saw the transformation just took place over a matter of a few minutes. But actually what what we know is there was much more of a journey that took him to that few moments of transformation. What looked like to some people what happened instantaneously, actually there was a road to get there. And one of the things we find out, we, we know, is that transformation takes time. It's a process. And for this particular fellow, he was a paralytic. In other words, there was a part of his life that he would, there was no strength. There was, uh, the, uh, one version says that he was sick from a palsy. But there was some part of his life that was no strength. He was disconnected somewhere from the head and, and the spinal cord. Or something must have happened where he had no power. There was no strength. He was dependent upon other people. And he lived in a low dimension of life. In other words, he couldn't get off the ground. He was stuck. One of the things that we find is for many people, they get into a place where they're stuck in life. They can't get off the ground. There is no power. Maybe you find that somewhere in your life. Um, You can find that in any place of your life, uh, uh, in your marriage, in your finances, in your relationship, in your business. You can just find that in life, in your own heart, that sometimes people just get stuck without strength, wanting a change, but don't know where to go. Don't know how to uh, get the change that they're looking for. And, uh, you know, I, find, I found myself in that particular place a number of times. And I find myself always in a place where there's, there's greater things for God that God has for us to walk in. 
And God has wanted to strengthen our lives, strengthen your marriage, strengthen our sense of uh, uh, identity, strengthen so many parts of who we are. But it doesn't just happen overnight. It happens as, as a process of change. Uh, for the, it may seem for some people that it happens overnight, but one of the things that you'll find is there's always a journey behind that sudden change. There's always a journey behind what appears to be a sudden change. And so one of the things we want to talk about that, and uh, we have never, ever seen anything like this before. This is the significance of the transformation that God wants to do in our lives. And for some people here, um, you've got a story to tell, and, and your life has been transformed. You're not the person that you used to be. Praise God for that, amen. Uh, I look at my own heart, and I look at my own life. I'm not the person I used to be. Everyone said? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> But that transformation work is, a, is an ongoing process, and um, I'm still looking in, in, in my own life. I'm looking for uh, the next level of change, the next level of transformation to shift into. And uh, just had some exciting news during the week, and, and I believe even for the church, we want to grow into a place, we want to come into a place of transformation where people are saying, we have never, ever seen anything like this before. Amen. Amen. People have a, a mindset about what church is like, and uh, what they think is, it's like. But however, we've got the Holy Spirit, and I believe that God is working us in us individually, but also co- collectively as a family to bring us to a place where people would say, wow, we have never, ever seen anything like this before. And that can happen in your life as, a, as an individual or, and also together as a family. So there's a couple of things that happened. There's a transformation that took place, but there was a journey to it. And one of the things we've got to know is uh, about, about a journey, it's got to start somewhere. If, you want to, if, you, if you're looking for transformation, if you're looking for uh, strength to come into your life somewhere, it starts, there's a start point. And some people never, ever get off the start point. They just think about change. They think about, um, they have dreams about what they're hoping for the future. So this particular fellow, he must have dreamt for many, many years about how his life could have been or should be or ought to have been. But there came a moment where his time came for change. And maybe you've got a place in your life where you're, maybe you've got dreams, maybe you've got hopes that you're looking towards. And I want to really encourage you, and, just, and we want to just pick up again from where we left off. So one, uh, just going over a few points from last week. First thing, you've got to establish a sense of urgency. You've got to be motivated. So this particular fellow, his time had come. There was a time in our life when it's time to change. And when it's time to change, grab it. You need to want to change. You've got to have, you've got to have a sense of urgency about that. Uh, sometimes when people get stuck in a condition or a place for, uh, for a long time, it can take energy to shift it. Let me understand. When something is urgent, how many, how many people found themselves in an urgent situation, all of a sudden you find yourself a whole bundle of energy? You, when something is urgent, when you understand the urgency of your situation, you'll find that you've got a whole pile of energy. I remember when I was just finishing my study, and I knew I had an assignment to come up, but I, but I thought it was out a little bit further than it was. And then I checked on the, the stream site, and I saw, oh, it was due yesterday. <laughs> and I haven't started it. How many people understand urgency? When you are, understand urgency... Your motivation levels just boom, straight through the roof, just like that. I finished a 6,000 word yes. master's level 
paper in a day. <laughs> it didn't matter whether it was two or three o'clock in the morning. It was urgent. Man, I still had energy at three in the morning. I've got to get this done. And you, know, you know what I'm saying? If you're looking for change, if you're looking for transformation, you're looking for something to get you out of the mark, sometimes it takes a real concerted effort. You've got to know the time. And when God is moving in your life, when there is a grace to change, change. If you want to be transformed, if you want your life to move into another level, into another dimension of strength and power, you've really got to want it. Be motivated. Get a sense of urgency. Uh, another one is create a sense of vision. You've you, you got to create a vision for your life, what the future could be. In other words, what you want to change to. That's how you get a vision. What do you want to change? What do you want to change to? That is what, that's a sense of what vision can be. Uh, not where you are, but what you want to change to. So for a particular part of your life or uh, business or wherever you are, what is it that you want to change to? You're not satisfied with where you are now. Well, what is it particularly that you want to change to? You've got to see where you want to change to. Otherwise, motivation also sinks. So create a vision of what the future could be. When you have a vision, pain diminishes. When you carry strong, a strong sense of vision inside of your heart, you'll still feel, you still can experience pain, but you'll find the pain is not what it would normally be. So having a sense of vision that can compel you forward what your life can be, you'll find that some things that would usually matter don't really matter anymore. Why? Because you're focused, you've got vision. I can see a goal. And it's really important that... Um, uh, you know, we understand in, in, in uh, Hebrews, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancient people our, or our forefathers were commended for. For example, Abraham and Joshua. When, when Abraham was in a place where he wanted, he was not satisfied with where he was, the Lord said, come out of your tent and I will show you something. I'll show you what your life can be. So this will encourage you. We need to get, develop a, a, a vision for our life, what our life can be. Because if you don't know what you're, if you don't have something that you you see in the future about what your life can be, it'll tend to take away your motivation. See so things like Abraham. Abraham had a vision of what his life could be. Joshua had a vision of what life could be for his people. Joshua had a vision. So God put all these things and all these people, all these characters that went through a transformation process, all had a strong vision a sense of what God could do in their life. One of the things we need to do is also create and plan for short-term wins. Real transformation takes time. It takes time, one step at a time. I had a particular friend who uh, he went through two marriages, and he came to me and he, wanted, he wasn't happy with his life. <laughs> Understandable. He was, he was just in despair. And he wanted his life to change. And as a pastor, you get a whole bunch of people like that. <laughs> Not satisfied with where they're at in life, but wanting life to change. And so this, this, this guy told me all his problems and, and whatnot, and what he was hoping for his life. I said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to start with one step. Because where you are now and where you want to be, it's a bit of a distance. It's good, but there's a distance. We're going to have to find a start spot. All right? And so where this man here, uh, and so the paralyzed man, where Jesus was and where the paralyzed man was, there was a distance. Right, so where Jesus was, he was in a hill. And where the paralyzed man, he was at the bottom of the hill. So he knew that his time was come. He had a vision that he could get up and get healed. But there was a distance between where he was and where his potential hope was. 
his, his dream was. And that's one of the things you'll find with my friend. I said, well, okay, we're going to start with one step at a time. I think you've got a great, you're a great guy, but we're going to start one step at a time. Don't try and change all your life overnight. You do that, what will probably happen is you'll fall over and you'll get more disillusioned and more disappointed. So what we're going to do is we're just going to take one step at a time. Take that one step, and then we'll take another step after that. I said, okay, ready, good. Okay, what's the step we're going to make? Get out of bed, 7.30 in the morning, and make your bed. That's it. He looked at me and thought, what? What are you talking about? I said, that's it. Just do that for one month, and then we'll talk again. One month. Get out of your bed, 7.30, make your bed. That's it. A small step. Yeah. Some of the things, sometimes where we are as individuals and where we want to get to, where we feel uh, God is calling us to, don't try and take big steps at one time. Just take a small step. Work it back into, uh, into, some, dis- uh, into some decision points, and then just take one step at a time. Transformation takes time. Just take one step at a time. If you take too much of a step, sometimes you'll find that you'll miss it, and then you end up becoming disappointed. So what's one step that you could change today? What is one small thing? What is one small change that you could make in your life today? That may be an uphill road, but what is one small step that you could do? One. Where is a place that you could get to? You might not get the end goal right there, right at that point, but what is one step that you could make today? What is one thing that you could practically change in your life this week? One of the things I've found in, in, in my transformation process, if we don't make a small step, then it just remains wishful thinking. You can look at the same thing with finances. Uh, people wanted to get rich one day. So the lotto mentality comes in, we just keep on taking the ticket. But they keep spending this way they're spending. They there's, no, there's no change in the way, in the habits in which they're spending their money. There's no way they're, they're going to get... They just make one small change. Instead of spending all your... If you want to get wealthy, you want to have a, a good income, you want to own your own, own home, you want to change in your life, just make one change. It may mean stop buying this. <laughs> stop buying one thing. Save. Start to save a little bit. Instead of spending everything you've got, just start saving a little bit. If you, don't, if you actually don't make one small step and then make another step after that, you'll still remain in a place of wishful thinking. Ten years will go by and nothing will have happened. You'll still be in a place, the same place. How many people know what I'm talking about this morning? Yeah? I mean, I thought about it for study. You know, I wanted to become a better leader. So what did I have to do? Not just think about it. I had to take small steps to get that to happen. And then to make a bigger step and then solidify where I was. Establish the, the first step I make and then make another step. So what decisions could you make this week? What things of change could you bring about? Small step, small step of faith. So a number of steps to be taken, but each step you take will bring you closer to your transformation, will bring you closer to your vision. Every step that you make. So what are one steps that you could do? One of the things we know in the story is that when... They finally get up to the top. They finally, they start to hear the noise. The four men have carried them up all this way, sweating and puffing and pulled out the asthma inhalers. And <laughs> They finally get to the point. They come around the corner. You're just about there. And what happens? You get there, 
And what? The house is full. The house is full. In commercial terms, you get there, and what? There's a saturated market. (laughs) Everyone's after it. Everyone's there, all wanting the same thing. And some of the things you sometimes you'll find where you get you can get so close, but yet so far away. How many people know what I'm talking about? You can just you can see it right there, but yet you're so far away. So close, yet so far. And I found that often it's that point there that are your defining moments. You'll find in your walk of transformation, you will have particular you have small steps, but you'll have particular steps that will absolutely define your situation. All of us have those decisions. All of us will come into those places so close, we've traveled so far, but yet the house is full. It's not what I expected. Sometimes we have an expectation in our hearts, and when those expectations are are different, the reality is different, it puts us in a point where, oh, now what? And it's this where I want to really, uh, really help you today. At this point here is where a lot of people, a lot of us will make a critical decision. One, we can draw back bitter and resentful. So some people have ideas, and when those ideas, when their expectations in their mind haven't worked out as they hoped or thought it would have worked out, we get bitter and resentful inside. Maybe, you've been, maybe you have been believing God for a breakthrough in a particular area. You've got so close... Yet now it seems so far away. I've been in those positions, and it's easy to get bitter and to turn around and go back. It's easy to get full of resentful, become resentful. All of us will find ourselves in those positions at times. So close, yet so far away. I don't know about you, but I would have loved to have listened to the conversation that took place at the moment they came around the corner. I wonder what kind of conversation took place between those five men. Four of them had carried their friend up to the top. They got to the point and it was not what they expected or hoped for initially. I wonder. I wonder what it was like at the point where they realized that they were so close yet so far. I wonder what type of interaction took place at that point. And often you'll find that when we come into a critical point in our life, those conversations and the people that we have around us are very, very critical. Be careful who you're listening to. Be careful who your friends are. They come to this point. I wonder, for some people, it would have been, oh, just forget it. Let's just turn around and go back. Oh, you don't need that anyway. Just go back. You don't need to come to church anyway. Just stay at home. Just whatever. What kind of friends are you listening to? Right at their point of breakthrough. I wonder which one of the guys raised the idea of, oh, guys, I've got an idea. Let's get up on the roof. I wonder what type of conversation took place there, right at that point there, when somebody thought of something that's out of the box. You'll find that people around you sometimes will come up with ideas that's out of the box. I wonder what type of conversation that took place there, 
What factors or issues were then evaluated? And one of the things we find is when we come to a place of critical decision, we start to evaluate a number of possibilities and ideas. We do, in other words, if you're in accounting terms, we do a little bit of a cost-benefit analysis. What's the benefit? What's the cost? And if one outweighs the other, we'll make a decision on that. I wonder what type of, took, I wonder what type of conversation took place. What if it didn't work? I wonder if one of the guys said, I wonder if it's not going to work. We've come all this way. I wonder if we get there and we can't even break through. Then what? What if he doesn't work? What if he ignores us? What if he's angry with us? What if we get there and we break through, we do what we, uh, you know, we, we, we do this thing. What if he's going to be angry? What if we get a trespass order or something like that? What if security marches us out the door? What if we get a beatdown? What if, what if, what if another place that your friends and the people that you get around you, the support that you have around you at that time there will either hold you in the place or compel you to go forth? I reckon those guys were fantastic. The people that he had around him, I reckon they must have said something like this. We have come too far to take you back. We're not going to take you back. Friends, you need to have people in your life that will not identify, that can identify you where you are at, but not pull you back to where you came from. You've got to have people in your life, voices in you, that will say, we love you too much. We have journeyed with you this too far. We are not going to take you back there. For some of you here today, you have come so far in God. It's just so amazing. For some of you, I believe you may be at a point of breakthrough. For some of you, at some point, you're going to be at your time of breakthrough. Be careful that the people that you have around your life don't bring you back to a place of confinement, don't bring you back to a place of constriction. Don't bring you back and keep you in your place of pain. Some people's advice sounds comforting, but actually what it does, it keeps people in a place of powerlessness. We've come too far, we're not going to go back. Friends, as a church, we have come too far for us to sit now and to say, we've come too far as a church to just be satisfied with where we are at. We've come too far as a church to just now sit there and say, oh, well, we'll just sit on the outside and just enjoy it. No, no, no. Friends, I believe as a church, God has got us into a place where we have got a whole new dimension that we can break through into. God has got you, I believe this, into a place of discomfort, a place of pressure, where he wants to bring you into a place where people look and say, we have never, ever seen something like this before. What does that look like for you? I know as a church, I'm believing these next days are going to be our most exciting days yet. We have come too far. We have come, gone through too much together as a church to sit here now and say, oh, what if it doesn't work? Now is the point where we can say, how are we going to find a way in to our point of breakthrough? We can either sit there and just wait for Jesus to come out. Maybe Jesus will get a word of knowledge. 
If somebody sitting outside there, they've been sitting down and they need help. Uh, now that word of knowledge didn't happen there. What happened was they had to find a way to break through to where Jesus was. One of the things that you'll find is there will be something that you have to break through. As a church, I believe there is a, th- there is a, a thing that we have to break through together and, and individually to break through into a whole new different level. It puts us into a place of decision where we can stay the same, we go back, or we can find a way forward. Friends, I know you have come through too much to go back, to sit where you are. You've paid too much of a price. Now is the time to innovate and find a way forward into your place of breakthrough. Don't just, I mean, you might just want to, some of you might just want to sit and wait. Friends, I'm not going to sit and wait. There is a time and a right place. It's the right time when God is on the move. Don't sit and wait. (laughs) Sometimes there's a time to sit and wait. Sometimes there's a time to grab your moment and find a way forward. One of the biggest breakthroughs we have to find our way through is identify what is the core constraint that is holding me from where I need to be? What is the structure that I've built around my life? What kind of uh, structure, what kind of thought processes do I need to have broken through in order to get to my breakthrough? Because often we find people that are looking for a breakthrough, what they'll find is they spend a lot of energy trying to put out symptoms or trying to put out fires and not dealing with the core constraint, the core issue that's going on inside of here. I mean, you, you, Bruce and Marlene and some of these, uh, you guys would know that some people have, have problems. They're, they're looking for change. They're looking for an improvement. They're looking for something to happen inside of their life. But they keep addressing all the fires and just the symptoms. One of the things you'll find is in order to break through, there'll be one or two Core constraints that are holding you in the place where you are right now. And if you would allow the Holy Spirit, the wonderful Spirit of truth, to speak into you, allow friends, get people around you. That's where there's people, when the, when the people that you've built around you, don't argue with them, don't let them pull you back, but allow them to speak and allow them to help you unpack the constraints, allow them to help you unpack what's going on inside of your heart, unpack what's going on inside of your mind in order that you could find your breakthrough. It won't be a whole bunch of things. It'll be one or two. For me, it was the feeling, the belief inside of my heart that I wasn't smart enough. Trying to impress somebody with other things. Could fight every other symptom of rejection, fear, all these sorts. Of, they, were all, they were all symptoms. The core issue was this. It's a core belief that I thought I wasn't smart enough. And there was a couple of other things in there too, but at this particular point, it was that one thing. Even going into my studies, what if I don't pass? What if you find it too hard? What, what if you get there and you just look stupid because you're the dumbest person in the room? Yeah, that's, that was real for me. What if it doesn't work out? What if I only last the first, first little bit? What if it doesn't work? What if I fail at this again? Then what? Got people around me to support me and say, 
You're good enough. You can do this. You, you can have a go. Just, just give it a shot. Give it a go. Actually, it was a core constraint in my own heart. Heh, I'm about to graduate. <laughs> what core constraint, what core belief is holding you in that place of powerlessness? What people do you get around you that are they pulling you back? Are they keeping you in the same space? Or are they lifting you up to say, come on, man, you can do this. Let's do this together. Let's journey this together. Let's, as a team, man, you may be strength, but look, we've got some strength. We can use our strength to help you and get you up there and get you into this place. I wonder what core constraint is holding you into the place where you are right now. There is a breakthrough that God has planned for you. There's a breakthrough that God has planned for this church. I want to encourage you today. Don't settle. Don't settle to where you're at. We're going to have to take some risks. We're going to have to innovate. (laughs) Find a way forward. Saturated market is what drives innovation in commercial terms. Everyone's doing the same thing. There's no no room for us. We're going to have to find a way to get in there. Find a way. Find a way. We've never seen anything like this before. You see the story? It's told in three different Gospels, which means there's a lot of weight put on this thing. Everyone wants to tell the story. So I'd encourage you today. There is a breakthrough available for you. Get a sense of urgency. Do it now. The grace of God is upon us to do it. What's another one? Get a vision. See what your life could be. Allow God to show you. Ask Him, show me what could my life do. God, open my eyes to what my life could become. Open up my eyes, Lord, to what this church could look like. Open up my eyes, God. Get some support around your life. Innovate, breakthrough. I wonder how many people here this morning, you're looking for a breakthrough. Holy Spirit is here right now. Wants to empower you and lift you up. We've carried you this far to stay where we are. We've carried this this far to stop and go back. Let's church make a decision. We're going to go forward into the promises that God has for us as a church. Let's carry each other. Let's carry the person on our left. Let's carry the person on our right. Let's carry them to their place of breakthrough. Let's lift them up. Let's encourage them. Let's believe in them. Let's believe that they could be that person that God has called them to be. Amen? 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 Amen. 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 Come on, you're going to have a sense of urgency about this. If you're motivated enough, (laughs) if you're motivated enough, if you see the urgency of it, all your motivation will just come through the roof. Amen? Come on, let's just stand to our feet right now. Just lift our hands up. Just as we close. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you that right now is our time of breakthrough. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are in this house, the one who breaks through. Holy Spirit, I pray, Father, 
that you'd come and that you'd open up our eyes, that you'd show us. Show us what you have for us. Show us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Give us a sense of vision for our lives in Jesus' name. Father, I just hold every person here right now that is in need of a breakthrough. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would strengthen them, that you would come and that you would empower them afresh in Jesus' name. I pray, Holy Spirit, that your grace would be sufficient in this time in Jesus' name, that you would bring people around them, that would bring them forward, not keep them where they are or try and bring them back, but you would bring people into their lives that would call them forth into the bigger things, into their greatness, into their potential in Jesus' name. Father, I bless Bay City. I bless every family represented here today in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come and power, I pray in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship one more time.